Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hey, hey! Normally, this is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we would talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, but since we're in the midst of a global pandemic, we're going to be talking about what we've been watching here at the house yep. while we're locked down under quarantine. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about a pair of movies from the 1990s that both deal with pandemics in different ways. The first is Wolfgang Peterson's Outbreak from 1995, which stars Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, and Morgan Freeman. The second is Terry Gilliam's Twelve Monkeys, which stars Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt, uh, also from 1995. And, you know, before we get into those, we have to throw a shout out to Contagion. Yep. The 2011 movie from Steven Soderbergh. I think a lot of people have been revisiting that one in recent weeks. Uh, largely because it's probably the most accurate right now. Yeah, right? The, I like, mean the most realistic dramatization that you're going to see of yeah. the current pandemic. I mean, not that realistic. I mean, there's I mean, definitely not, some liberties yeah, taken. Yeah, you know. it's it's far more uh, the disease in that movie is far more deadly. And there are things that that movie doesn't even really get into. Like it, it doesn't really get into the financial collapse. No. Which is, you know, a big part. Of what <laughs> Turns out that's a big right part of, yeah. of a pandemic. Uh, Contagion's mostly dealing with finding the cure. Yeah. That's mostly what it's dealing with. And it's, I mean, that's a great movie. I mean, anyone listening to this who hasn't seen Contagion, see that. I mean, above anything else, we do see, like, the origin of where it started, yeah. which is, like, the cross of, like, a bat and a pig. Well, the uh, the bat pooped in the pig's mouth or something, or like in in the pig's food. The pig ate and some then, like bat droppings. Yeah, infected bat droppings. We're guessing. Yeah, and then pass it on to Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I mean for the most part, it feels like the science in that movie checks out. Yeah, I, I mean that's more realistic for me than you know Twelve Monkeys, right? Or, or even Outbreak. Or Outbreak. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, let's first get into Outbreak. The IMDb plot summary reads, Army doctors struggle to find a cure for a deadly virus spreading throughout a California town that was brought to America by an African monkey. And uh, this movie has a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's just like one percentage shy of being fresh. So kind of like mediocre reviews. And it made uh, about $67 million back in 1995. That was actually pretty good back then. Yeah, this was a pretty solid hit yeah. uh, for the time. So yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty young when this came out. You know, I saw it on video. It had been a long time for me. I was revisiting this. Uh, you know, I didn't have the strongest memory of it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, how how does this hold up? What did you think of Outbreak? I liked it. Really? Okay. I did. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously some of the helicopter scenes were a little. Well, like I feel like the whole like last thirty minutes are like all helicopter shots. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, just... you can tell it's like CG. It's done in front of you know green screen, or he's on a, a, a like mechanical it goes on. thing. Yeah, it goes on for a long time. And they don't really act that great. In it, or like in the There's helicopter some, scenes. Well, yeah, this is some early CGI. Yeah. This is 1995 yeah. CGI. <laughs> but Outbreak is played kind of just like an old school disaster movie. Yeah. And that's that's how it's playing it. In the very beginning, the opening scene where the government just wipes out a village. Yeah, we see this village. Um, getting blown to bits. People are getting sick. Yeah. And it looks like there could be a possible outbreak from this village. And this, like... This prologue, it takes place in the 60s. Yeah. And so Donald Sutherland, like we hear his voice, we don't really see his face, but we, we know it's him. And yeah, he sees that people are sick and then he gets up in the plane and then he just straight up 
drops a bomb on them and just wipes them out. Well, yeah, <laughs> they collect blood samples. Right. First. And then, you know, they said that they were going to, you know, bring supplies the next payload. Well, yeah. And they're, yeah. And they see this payload dropping from the sky and they're looking at it like, oh, is this, is this it? Yeah. And then, no, it's, it's a big kaboom. It's a big bomb. <laughs> But like I mean, even doing that in a in a country like that would have caused. I mean, yeah, this is a big government yeah. cover up. Is <laughs> what this movie's kicking off with. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty nuts. But that's yeah, that's how we're kicking it off. And then we're introduced to Dustin Hoffman and Renee Russo. Yeah, he works for the military. He works for the military, and she just got a job at the CDC. She's at the CDC, uh, but they both work in infectious diseases. Yeah. Like high level, yeah, they're in- incurable diseases. Yeah. And Kevin Spacey's in it too. And you got uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. You got Morgan Freeman. I mean, you have a whole bunch of Oscar winners, and as well as sexual predators, qu- qu- alleged <laughs> alleged <laughs> sex pests. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of movie stars here. This is a big glossy Hollywood movie. Yeah. And so yeah, Dustin Hoffman and Renee Russo, they're ex they're exes. They're divorced. Yeah. They used to be married. Does it say why they got divorced? Did they like lose a kid or something? No. No. <laughs> it's usually the reason. And I mean, obviously she wants his job. So she moved <sighs> to Atlanta. So she would be in his position at the CDC. Is that what she's after? Yeah. She wants his job. So yeah, that's just that, that's kind of the subplot. For like the first half, we're kind of like following this monkey. Uh, who gets purchased by Patrick Dempsey. This is like mid-90s Patrick Dempsey. Oh, my God. Patrick Dempsey's hair. He's rocking some hair. Yeah. And this. Does he have like a nose piercing or something? Ears pierced. Okay. I don't that's think it. he's got his nose pierced. I don't know. Yeah. So, <laughs> something was pierced. He's looking He's looking like he's in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. But just kind of grunge. He's like a grunge dude, I guess. Like just a cool grunge dude. Probably listens to a lot of Nirvana. Heavy metal. Pearl Jam. Yeah. Uh, so, so he's, he's in like the, the black market monkey trade. He picks up monkeys and then he sells them to pet shops. Yes. And <laughs> so, so that's his side hustle. Um, but yeah, it's carrying the disease and you know, he brings it to this pet shop and the monkey like scratches him or like bites him, like spits in his face. No, in, the car, in, his face. in the car ride to the monkey That's shop, it. the spits monkey right in his spits face. the water in Patrick Dempsey's face and it gets in his mouth. Yeah. And then at the pet shop, the scratches monkey the... scratches the pet owner. And so now they're both infected. Yeah. And, and then Patrick Dempsey kisses his girlfriend at the oh my god, I would not even touch you if you look like that. And he's looking pretty pale and rough and, and ghastly. Like, and there's a scene where he's like on an airplane. Yeah. In a, in a kid, like, he has like a sandwich or something out and a, like cookie. a cookie. It was a cookie. And like, I mean, he should know. Hey, I'm not feeling well. Like, yeah. I shouldn't let other people eat after me. And like, and he offers that cookie to the kid. The kid leaves. He says something stupid. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Mom gives him a look like, yeah, all right, like, creep. okay. <laughs> and then his girlfriend picks him up from the, the airport. And then Patrick Dempsey's looking like crap. But they still like make out Frenchy kissy. Sure. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, this disease in its final stages, people are literally bleeding out of their eyes. Yes. I mean, spoiler alert, uh, Kevin Spacey, at the end of this, he's in a hospital bleeding out of his eyes. Yes. <laughs> 
So that's, yeah, that shows you this movie's a little over the top. But they end up, I mean, quarantining the city. Yeah, the outbreak happens. And basically, I mean, it builds to this kind of ridiculous climactic point where they're trying to bomb this California town. Like that Donald Sutherland, he comes back in and his solution is to just bomb it. Yeah. Like uh, it's happening again. Gotta, gotta drop a bomb. <laughs> and that's uh, I, I, like you, how? No president would authorize a bomb being dropped on a city in the States. Not even Donald Trump. Not even is that Donald heartless. Trump would do <laughs> like, that. Let's bomb them. No, you quarantine them. Yeah. You, I mean, you do social distancing. Yeah. You don't wipe them off the map <laughs> in, a, in a fiery hellscape. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's ridiculous to think like how how a move like that would get authorized. And we never see the president, right? The, no actor is cast as, as the president. I don't think so. So it's really just like Donald Sutherland and Morgan Freeman kind of leading the charge. Well, there was a an Oval Office or like a Situation Room meeting, but I didn't know which one was the president. Right. Because they were all given their like scenarios. And this was the scenario. This is the best scenario. Yeah. We got to kill them all. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. And then pretty much the whole back half, it just, yeah. it eats up like... Action. It, well, yeah, Dustin. I mean, Dustin Hoffman. At one point, he's like jumping off a helicopter onto a, onto a boat. Oh my god, <laughs> like, that was is, hilarious. It is ridiculous because he is not a young man in this. No, and he's. I mean, he's not a tall man either. I mean, he's. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, it, it's a it's a comical sight. But um, yeah, so 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 much of this in the back half, it's like him on a helicopter chasing after these other guys who are trying to bomb this village, pretty much. Yeah. And just a, a whole lot of that, just flying around in the sky, him, you know, screaming into the into the intercom, don't yeah. do it. <laughs> it's, and it's, yeah, it becomes, uh, in my book, it becomes kind of a drag in that back half. Well, and uh, I mean, it's all about the government trying to cover it up. And, you know, he goes to the local TV station. I think that's why they got in the helicopter, so he can get it on the news. Is that why they go straight to bombing? Because yeah. it, it needs to just remain a cover up? Yeah. I mean, what are we, China? Yeah. Even even China, they don't bomb. It's not like they, they bombed Wuhan. I mean, they, you cover it up, but don't bomb everyone. Don't kill everyone. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah. The whole back half of this is just kind of this ridiculous and very improbable scenario. This scene goes on too long. And for me, it kind of dragged the, the whole movie down. Well, and it turned out to be, you know, love story in the end. Um, he gets back with his wife, or they they figure out that they love each other still, and because she gets infected. Do they have a Do they have a kiss at the end? She's infected. No, I don't think they do. Do they? Maybe when she gets cured, because they did find a cure in, in a matter of thirty seconds. Yeah, she gets infected. I mean, a, a pretty suspenseful scene where, like, she sees, like, a cut in her suit, and then she goes out, and then she sees, like, the cut is all the way through. Yeah. Stuff like that is pretty suspenseful. And, yeah, when the movie is kind of working in that mode, I, I think the movie's working pretty well. And it, it the first half is pretty yeah. effective. Yeah. It works as a suspense thriller. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just that back half. Where, you know, just Dustin Hoffman, you know, Rain Man on a helicopter. I know. Uh, he's trying to <laughs> definitely keep, not Tom Cruise trying to keep them from you know blowing up this town that you know is never going to get blown up and yeah so ultimately that bombing gets dropped in the ocean uh, or water some some I don't know if it's the ocean or if it's just a lake just or a lake. whatever yeah. don't know just and then kaboom this big splash 
And then, yeah, they're back together. Yeah. In the last scene, it's just the two of them, like, near her hospital bed. She's yeah. looking good. Yeah. She got the vaccine from wherever. <laughs> and well, it's they working. Got the, well, they got the first monkey. They got the monkey back. Yeah, there's a whole... There's a whole There's a whole thing about the, him The back going half, it's helicopter monkey. action, and then cross-cut with catch that monkey. Yeah. <laughs> there's a whole... There's a whole bit... Where yeah they find they find this monkey that has the anti serum I yeah. guess, and it's in this little girl's backyard, <laughs> and she's like she's luring it with like snacks yeah on a on a plate and like you got yeah, Cuba Gooding like hiding behind a corner with a dart gun <laughs> yeah and that, yeah there's a whole sequence there where they shoot the monkey with the dart. Uh, I mean this is a cute monkey. I mean this monkey. Get some cute close-ups. It does have cute close-ups. Yeah. Makes you kind of want a monkey. But yeah. then, you know. You don't want. Pandemic. You don't want it to have a disease. So. Don't want that. Like that and a bat. <clears throat> I mean, bats belong in caves. They don't belong in your mouth. <laughs> that's, I guess, that's a double, that's a story for another day. Chinese a lot of like. Crazy weird, things. Weird things. Well, that we think is weird. That maybe is a, is a delicacy. I mean, they eat a lot of balls. Well, but I mean, testicles. Sure, but bats, eels. I mean, we, I guess we we, sh- we should know by now for sure that bats are dangerous. They carry diseases. Yeah, they have. They eat like this fish that if you don't cook it the right way, it'll kill you. <sighs> okay, I mean, there's like four animals, maybe four, <laughs> four to five. I mean, you you don't have thirty. <laughs> you mean you don't want horse no. or dog? <laughs> so, anyways, I mean that's pretty much the end of the movie. Yeah. The you know the day is saved. Dustin Hoffman, he's I the hero. I think it's a good date movie. I agree, it's a good date movie. I don't think that makes it a good movie. I mean, I disagree with that. What grade would you give this? A B. Okay, I'll give this like a C plus. Okay, so we're not too far off. I was again, I was enjoying it for a while, but like, I mean, yeah, just the the whole last half. I mean, this movie's like two, like over two hours. Who did I keep calling Renee Russo? Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger. Yeah, they're like doppelgangers. I, I can sort of see that. Sort of. Sort of, yeah. They're doppels. I, I, I like them both. I like yeah. Renee Russo. Yeah. Whenever I see her, what I'm, happened I'm happy to, to see her. What happened to Renee Russo? She's Thor's mom. Oh, that's right. There you go. There we go. <laughs> I guess any actor, if they're going to be validated, they need to be part of the Marvel Universe. Right? So she's, yeah, she's she's validated. There you go. So yeah, I guess that's that's Outbreak. And um, why don't we take a quick break? When we come back, we'll talk about 12 Monkeys. Fantastic. All right, we're back. And we're going to talk about 12 Monkeys. Uh, The IMDb plot summary reads, In a future world devastated by disease, a convict is sent back in time to gather information about the man-made virus that wiped out most of the human population on the planet. This movie has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it made about $57 million back in 1996, which, like Outbreak, uh, that's a that's a decent-sized hit. That's a decent-sized hit, but Outbreak still brought in more. A little bit more, yep. yeah. But I would say this movie has gained way more of a cult following. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Outbreak isn't a movie like, you know, people revisit regularly. No. Unless there's a pandemic, maybe. But 12 Monkeys is a movie that spawned a loyal fan base. And you could sort of see why it's it's a weird movie. It's a weird, so weird. It's it's offbeat. It's it's very much its own thing, and it's it, it just it has 
a lot of interesting details, yeah. I would say. A lot of interesting details that you can kind of immerse yourself in if you yeah. choose to. A lot of little threads that you can follow. So you've never seen this before. I've never seen it before. It was, I mean... It's been a while for me. I saw it as a kid. I remember liking it. I haven't seen it in a long time. So, I mean, for me, like, this movie is not my cup of tea. In what, um, in what way? It's just, like, depressing. It's, mm. like, psychologically depressing. It doesn't have a happy ending. No. Um, it, it's kind of a ballsy ending. It's a ballsy. It's, it's very ballsy. Ballsy, ballsy ending. ending. I think Brad Pitt is trying too hard acting in this. Yeah. Um, and I also He's, think Bruce Willis is trying too hard acting in this. I disagree about Bruce. I thought Bruce was pretty strong in this. I think this is one of Bruce's better performances. Um, I mean, Bruce, he's not, he's usually pretty understated. He's not, he's never like manic. No. Usually never manic. Whereas Brad Pitt is very manic. Yeah. And it's, it is a bit much. It is. It's a bit much. He got nominated, didn't he, for an Oscar well, for this I, movie? Yeah, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in this. It's a, it's, I mean, he was hot off of Seven. He was hot off of, uh, you know, Legends of the Fall. This was like a, I mean, he was hot. He was red yeah. hot. This is a very showy role. This yeah. is a very, kind of an arty, ambitious movie. It's arty. Yeah. It's <laughs> very arty. That is, that is a good explanation for it. I'm more of an Outbreak person. You are more of a 12 Monkeys person. Well, I mean, it's... From, it, from a stylistic I t- I, perspective. <laughs> Stylistically, yes, Outbreak is more old fashioned for sure. Yeah. Um, but I can appreciate just good craftsmanship and a good story that's moving forward. You know, that's that's really all I'm asking for. And Outbreak has good craftsmanship. Yeah. For sure. Like, I mean, it moves along at a very solid clip and it keeps you invested. And I would say it, 12 Monkeys has, in comparison, terrible pacing. Like the, oh my god, yeah. The pacing is not great. It takes this movie a long time to get its feet going. Yes. And to like really to make any kind of sense. <laughs> like if, <laughs> if we're being honest, it takes a while for this movie to make sense. Basically, once they decide to like leave Philadelphia to avoid this whole pandemic that they believe is caused by a group uh, known as the 12 Monkeys, yeah. which is headed up by Brad Pitt's character. Once they decided to go to the introduced while they were in the asylum. In an asylum, yeah, he's yeah. I mean, nuts. I mean, this is this is. It's a weird scene. Yeah, that's probably the weakest. That's the weakest stretch of the film, probably when he's in like the mental ward. Yes, it's not great. Once they get the notion that we're going to leave the city to go to Key West, and then the movie kind of carries you from that point to the end to the climax. I think the movie becomes way more compelling and interesting. Yeah. And it starts paying off a, a lot of things. It t- it just it takes a little it while. It takes a long. It takes a little while. I mean, time. we got to sit through at least two scenes of like Bruce Willis butt naked getting hosed down. And, oh like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I feel like Bruce Willis booty. Just bald headed, butt naked. This Lays. was that. This is that period this where was, Bruce was, was Bruce was is, showing this it. This is peak Bruce Willis. This is prime. Yeah. Mid nineties. You bet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was, this was his peak. Yeah. And I, I mean, just the fact that this movie exists in its current form. I mean, this is a, a reasonably big budget movie. Yeah. I mean, it's made by a major studio. And you and I, I mean, we mentioned how, how arty its presentation yes. is. This is not a movie you would typically see from no, a major studio not nowadays. In the 90s. Not 
Well, definitely not nowadays. I mean, even yeah, even in the nineties, I mean, this was a uh, an odd duck. And the fact that it it connected, I think, speaks to uh, how unique the film is, but also just the star power that those two guys had at the time. Um, Well, and you you this will go to art houses. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, (laughs) much lower budget. It'll go to art houses. You were saying that this movie now has a pretty big cult following. Well, people, yeah. I mean, people still talk about it, for sure. Yeah, it's a movie you hear frequently referenced among the great sci-fi movies and time travel movies. I I would say the time traveling piece of it is interesting. There's a lot of interesting pieces that fit together in a It's better than Looper, which was another Bruce Willis humdinger. Time time travel movie. Yeah, yeah, I definitely prefer 12 Monkeys to Looper, for sure. Yeah, I mean, this movie, it's... It definitely played weirder for me watching it. I haven't watched it in probably well over a decade, I'll guess. And it it plays pretty weird. I was struck by just how weird it plays. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not for everyone. It's not it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. It's a movie that you need to stick with. If you're not in like a patient mood, I can see people turning this off. Well, <laughs> at, yeah, at I think I point. turned and I'm like, you know, when is this over? <laughs> or like... You know, well, I think it, you were, it just felt long. You were fresh. It's about as long as Outbreak. Yeah. They're both about the same length. <laughs> um, but I, I I like the way this movie, it, it it does. It lays out kind of its puzzle pieces and it, it sort of fits them together one by one. And, you know, that ending, you know, I mean, throughout the movie, he keeps having these dreams, these visions of like seeing someone uh, as a child gunned down in an airport. Yeah. And then that's paid off at the very end. It turns out that that's Bruce Willis. Yeah. His future self. And uh, we think it's the 12 monkeys who set set off this outbreak. Yeah. But instead, it's this guy, David Morse, who is like an environmentalist. Who's uh, who's undercover in one of the labs of Brad Pitt's father's character. Right. His dad played by... Christopher Plummer. There you go. Yeah. Love love that actor. Uh, th- I mean, a great, great cast here. And I don't know if you caught this. I don't, I don't think I even caught it until I was reading up on it. But uh, at the end, when David Morse is on the plane, the scientist that he's with is one of the scientists from the future that Bruce Willis is talking to. Did you make that connection? No. And uh, the scientist says something like, I'm here for insurance. I'm here as insurance or something like that. So that's another kind of cool little oh. little little detail. Yeah, I didn't even catch that until I read it. Yeah. But um huh. but yeah, this movie has a lot of interesting little details and it it, it comes together. It takes a while, but it, it does come together and I it's it's got one of the great finales yeah. for a sci-fi movie, I would well, say. Well, yeah, because I mean there was no it, it wasn't like a happy ending. They didn't catch the guy. I mean, Bruce Willis is gunned down, dead. Because, because the guy puts the virus in the... Um, the carry-on? Well, he puts it in the carry-on, but he puts it to the security guard's nose and opens it. Right. And lets it out. In so it's airport. already out. It's already out. Well, yeah. And he... I mean, yeah, this is the guy who ultimately sets off the pandemic. Like, he's doing, like, his itinerary matches with the cities yeah. that get infected. And so, yeah, I, when we were watching, I think you said you were frustrated because the movie doesn't really deal with the science yeah. of, of the virus. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not. Yeah. It's more of an environmentalist, like save the trees, save the animals. There's a lot of animal testing. 
and then somebody getting pissed off. And the 12 monkeys, their whole big, like... They just wanted to set animals free from the zoos. They set animals free from the zoo, and they put um, Christopher Plummer in the cage. And that's a good sequence when yeah. those animals are running around yeah. Philadelphia. That's I, I remember that sequence as a kid watching it, and that, it's still a striking sequence. Just some, some good visuals here. Yeah. There's some striking visuals all throughout, and that's a big asset. Um, especially in you know in the first half when it's kind of rough going. Yeah, it is. It's rough going for the first half. Oh my god! Yeah. I, <laughs> so like it's so diff- it's, it's that ending that gives people yeah. I think the elevated opinion yeah, of this like, because whoa. that ending really is strong and it it, it it's satisfying. I wouldn't say that this movie is a good date movie. Okay. I mean, this is more like watch and- watch by yourself. Sort of deal. I mean, that's depressing too. But I mean, I guess just watch it with a, with your friends. <laughs> and, I hear and you. my personal opinion. Not even like the presence of Brad Pitt or like a butt naked Bruce Willis getting hosed down. No. But I still like it. I I, I think it still holds up, and there's enough uh, interesting things going on to where I yeah I would say it's it. It definitely holds up. Yeah. As a good sci-fi movie. I would give it like a B plus. I would give it a C. I mean, I wouldn't watch it again. Okay. But I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) But not a good date movie. I don't think so. What do you think? I mean, I think if your date likes thought-provoking movies, you know, intriguing movies, uh, you know, stuff that's, you know, a little... If you if your day is open to like stuff that's outside the box, I think it's an okay. I it's a it's a roll of the dice. It's a roll of the it dice. It is a roll of the dice. It's a roll of the dice. It just depends, I guess, on your date. Dudes will love it, <laughs> but you know, females need to. Part of me wants to watch it again. I because it's a, a lot of it kind of sticks in your in your head because it is so weird. But you disagree. I do. Yeah, above both of these, I think we both agree, is Contagion. Contagion's 100%. Yeah. yeah, start with Contagion. Fabulous. Yeah, then go to 12 Monkeys. Mm. And then, you Deny. know, call it a day. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at DMMoviePodcast, and you can also email us at DateNightMoviePodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. See ya.